0: The creator is built in. If it's accepted, then it's realized. And it may go through a thousand doubts. It may go through a thousand belief systems of of rage and anger and then hope and then the idea of failures measured against successes. You're going to take a journey of truth. Do not be afraid of you because you will only know more of you. And then as that worthiness builds without maintenance because it's the natural you a singular creator, an unmeasured, untainted, untethered God, present in the moment of I am, well then there's nothing else known that can ever diminish your light any longer. And then all of those things of human were experiences of that of just knowing yourself. And then you're on to the next adventure. We have forever. Take your time. <laughs>
1: You are now listening to The Soul & Wonder Podcast, Episode 72, You Are God with Roxanne Swainhart.
2: Welcome to The Soul & Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the
1: mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from
2: around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing. All to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your
1: hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Hello, everybody. Christopher and Sarah here, welcoming you back to another episode of the Soul in Wonder podcast. Every other week, we bring you new interviews with world-renowned thought leaders and authors to support you in your personal growth and spiritual evolution. Whether you're a newbie or a longtime listener, we are happy that you've decided to join us for another jam-packed, wisdom-filled episode. And today, we have Roxanne Swainhart. We are so excited to bring her on for a live channeling. but Before we dive into that, we want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as on YouTube. And of course, if you love what you hear, please leave us a review and share with your friends and family.
2: Some of you have possibly heard of Roxanne before. Some of you have not. And let me tell you, she's such a pleasure to share space with. We had a blast on this live channeling session. Roxanne is what you would call a conscious channel meaning she's aware of what's passing through as she's channeling this information from higher consciousness her greatest passion is to channel different entities and to share this wisdom with the rest of humanity and these entities definitely have some amazing bits of wisdom to to co-create with those who are experiencing the channeling in that moment her awakening happened back in 2010 Prior to making her transition from Roy into Roxanne, she was living the life that everybody told her she had to live. She grew up in a Christian family, attempted college, joined the army soon after, got married, and then eventually went in a car sales where she was making well over six figures. So, you know, her life seemed... Well put together from the surface, but from inside, she began to feel increasingly uncomfortable with living within the image and construct of being Roy, the successful working man, putting in 80 plus hours per week. And in 2010, she finally made the transition and began choosing her own truth and joy above her pain and dependencies on money and security. Now, eventually, Roxanne stumbled across the infamous Abraham Hicks and Bashar works, where she immersed herself into their teachings. And one day, during meditation, she began using her imagination to reach out and have a conversation with the Hathors, which is a group of inner-dimensional intergalactic beings who were connected to ancient Egypt through the temples of the goddess Hathor. She started getting small streams of feedback, which evolved into incredible, full blown dialogues with a variety of different entities. And since she started channeling in 2013, phenomenal pieces of information have been delivered that have transformed her perception of reality, abundance, and our relationship to others. This is the gift that she wants to share with you. So, Roxanne's message to the world is to choose yourself. Always choose your joy in the moment and know that you are God. And this may seem too simple for some people to accept, but as long as you choose your joy instead of your pain while remaining in a state of allowance, you will allow your higher self to present different potentials into your reality that your physical mind would never be able to comprehend due to its limiting belief structure. And basically, that's the central theme of... This interview is that you are God and Roxanne. Wow, she brought in like what five, five plus?
1: Yeah, it was a bunch of bunch of different characters involved in this episode, which I'm sure you're going to find um, quite helpful, amusing, and just wonderful to be surrounded by all of these energies. And of course, you know, there may be some skeptics out there that don't really know much about channeling or have their preconceived notions about channeling. But please try to approach this episode with a beginner's mind. I know that could be hard to do sometimes, but uh, this one was pretty jam-packed.
2: And remember, if you've aligned with the reality in which this interview exists, then on some level, you are open to receiving this information, no matter where you may fall on that spectrum of belief. And all I want to say is have fun with it. Have fun with this. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Just tap into your joy as Roxanne channels these beings and have fun. Just explore. This is one of my, uh, this is one of our favorite interviews as far as, um, playfulness is concerned and what amazing, amazing information too that's being delivered that you already know. You already know this deep down inside of you. And we talk about that in the interview, but how this is truth within you, you're just aligning with it presented to you in a different way. So have fun with the interview and we'll touch base at the end. Welcome back, everybody. We're really excited. We've got Roxanne with us, and we've already started having a really good conversation off the record, and so we just hit that record button to bring you guys in so that we don't go down rabbit holes without you. (laughs) Roxanne, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast.
0: You're welcome, and thank you for the invite, most certainly.
2: Absolutely. You know, we first saw you on Ruben's show
1: Interviews with extra dimensionals,
2: which I highly recommend on any- Gaia
1: TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: anybody who's listening, definitely check that out. He has lovely, lovely guests on there with some incredible channeling sessions to bring wonderful wisdom to the listeners. And we really just fell in love with you, Roxanne. Um, the authenticity, the rawness, the your your ability and willingness to bridge the gap, if it's even. Perceivably, a gap, but to really just be that medium, that channel for this information to flow to people in a way that is relatable, understandable, but also challenges them to get out of their comfort zone and to think about things from a wider perspective. And so,
0: I love we're that. Really happy
2: having-
0: I love it. the way you put that. That was exceptional. <laughs> very good. She's very, she's very elegant. Yes, she <laughs> is. <Elegant>.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'll take it. So. Roxanne though before we open this up for other entities to speak their minds i we have a couple of questions for you personally you know we align with your perspective as well that whatever reality you're experiencing is because you are an energetic match for that experience and you know you went through quite a few transformations quite a few purges and cleanses and openings to go from where you used to be to where you are now. And I want to ask a kind of complex question. What, what was it exactly within your internal reality that you constructed, that you, that allowed you to make space and align with the experience of becoming a channel or in other words, how did you become that energetic match for the realities that you're experiencing as a channel that delivers this higher dimensional wisdom to humanity?
0: I think the uh, the best way to say it is when you when you live a life of not you, and uh, let me put that in perspective: we are born into an idea of personality constructions. Uh, if you're born in India, you have a cultivating idea of a culture that's coveted every day by a child, and you grow up in that idea. And then maybe, if of course, you're born in Canada, if you're born in the Cape Town, or you're born in the United States. If In the United States, where are you born, and what is your religion, and what is your culture? And you build these personalities. And, um, you know, I was born in... A, typical Republican. Uh, My dad's from Akron, Ohio. My mom's Greek household with a brother, competitive house, uh, Republican house, nothing wrong with Republican point of view, blah, 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 whatever. But what it was, it was not me. And when I started realizing I could not wear the masks anymore, wear the performance anymore, be that idea of a go-getter successful, always Dying for the external validation through others, whether they 're employers or people or people that I love or people I place my love in as a dependency, I realize i can 't do that anymore, and the discovery of a, a, an infant persona that lies within all of us being behind the masks beneath the ideas of the obligations and respons- responsibilities to the human collective norms. Lies a creator, uh, a forgotten self, a self that doesn 't need to be uh, honed or constructed. it needs to be released and allowed, and then you become mm. your you and 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 the you isn 't a who it 's a what it 's a creator and so when i when I first started waking up and the waking up wasn 't the spiritual, it was leaving the idea of, of being, uh, 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 I was born a physical male, but I've always had the, entre- attributes of feminism fem, femininity inside of me I love the feminine side of things and of course I'm listening to my conversations and the way I acted and and my dad and parents saying don't be like that that's not manly or you know and I, I was always performing but then I couldn't do it and I always had this little girl in me and you have to hide her and put her away and then you have to become a man and become an image and you know I have a I have three ex-wives for god's sakes I have a set of ex-wives can you believe that that's just that's that's a lie that's a lie but it wasn't a lie it was a truth of my personality constructed to perform like a monkey to the idea of the collective so i can be accepted because i was never ever 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 taught how to love me as is I had to love me for reasons. I had to love me for decrees, for diplomacies, for the ideas of diplomas or accomplishments. And that's a human idea. And it's wonderful. Yeah, man, go go get your education. Go, Go be great. Go get that job. Go, go. But not me. I just couldn't do it. So... I stopped in 2010. I just stopped. I just stopped being that image. I walked away from a 150 thousand dollar a year car job, lots of money, lots of things, all that shit that just keeps you in the ideology of accepted. And I, I said no more. And I, I, I woken, and the awakening, awakening wasn't in the in the context of definition. It was in self-awareness. That's what I consider awakening. It's not awakening to the spirituality and all the ideas of the definitions that keep you distracted. It is the idea that I am the true I am, and realize that persona within, and I start letting Roxanne out. I named her Roxanne because my third ex-wife goes, you have a built-in girl's name. And I said, what is it? And she goes, Roxanne. And I said, Roy to Roxanne, middle name Michael. Hey, let's give it Michelle. And it kind of worked out, you know? So I was like, yeah, I mean, I could, mm-hmm. I, I could have been Isabel too, but I just, you know, picked Roxanne and felt right. So anyways, so I let this idea out and I grew into this self. And I went through the battles of that and the fears, the absolute terror it is to walk outside in a non-passable transgender 43-year-old male body with Italian and Greek hair growing out of my chest in a you know five o'clock shadow at three o'clock was rough. But I couldn't do it because I had a choice. I had to keep being the clown or be myself. And the clown, of course, is accepted. But for internally, it's 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 death at a certain point. You can't deny the truth of you at a certain ideology of life. You can keep it down. You can stifle it. You can mediocrity yourself. And you can find a ways of distracting. You can drink yourself in oblivion. You can get stoned uh, three ways from Wednesdays to escape from the isness of yourself. I'm not saying people do that for those reasons. You know, there's a re- million reasons why they, they find these ideas, different awarenesses through, uh, through uh, uh, I guess, catalysts is the best way to say it. But and whatever it is, I couldn't do those things anymore. And I had mm-hmm. to bring me out. And I took the journey. And during that, you know, I was... Connecting with Roxanne and then spirituality started coming into my awareness through uh, through a meditation. I had a meditation group that I found and they were speaking about you create your own reality. And I had read a little bit of uh, uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti, JK, and read some of his stuff. So I was open to it and they introduced me to Bashar and Abraham and Kryon and Ramtha through Jay-Z Knight and, you know, just... Different ideologies, and I, you know, Rob Gauthier, Nora Harold, Wendy Kennedy, Daniel Scranton—all these ideas were coming into my life, and I was like, "Wow, this is so... Man, it was like right as rain, you know." And there was a there was a connection with it and uh, you know someone someone says uh, in my head told me this thing it says hey and i said hey who the hell are you because it was it was a voice now now we all have voices in our head we have our voice that voice of reason that goes oh no 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 you can't do that they might not like you oh but you need to do that because you need to make sure that you don't piss them off we have that voice then we also have that little voice of passion that says yeah go ahead take a chance on yourself you deserve life and they're both the same perspective they just run through different filters i think but this voice was different it was a it was a different it was a deeper voice it was like hey and i was like hey how are you Uh, i'm good and I was like, okay, so no straight jackets, isn't anything weird, I'm okay, right? And yeah, you're good. I said, do you feel, and he goes, do you feel good? I said, I feel great. He goes, all right, let's continue to talk. So he goes, you've been watching channeling, you've been doing this, do you want to learn how to channel? And I said, yeah. And I had got some background on channel, it's just frequency vibrational matches, like tuning into a different radio station. Um, if I want to, listen to classic rock, I tune into 106.7. If I wanted to go to Jack FM, I go to 1027 and I get different radio stations. So I change my frequency and it's not done through effort or cleansing or clearing or grounding or cables and bits and processes and mantras. For me, it was allowance, complete naked allowance. Because if I'm already a creator, then what do I have to do to make it happen? I have to let go of what I think has to happen, and let, allow the natural self, so I connected, and start channeling, and then my channeling started to change over the years, through truth of me, you know, um, I call it a journey of truths because you discover so many truths about you, and then at one time, the truth is no longer valid, you let go, you can't, keep climbing the ladder of realization ascension whatever you want to call it And my channel has changed and 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 i love it and it's been a journey since you know 2010 is when i transitioned 2013 when i start channeling 2019 and i'm still i'm still rocking the reality and the way of complete allowance and and following my passion every moment and finding things in myself that are no longer my truths maybe uh a belief systems of a social norm or a covet from a, a friend passing the, that I thought was true and then realize, you know, the anger that I have is not them, it's me. Uh, the disgust I have in another is not to them. They're performing an unconditional reality that I'm conditioning with my beliefs. So I use creation as a sounding board to realize myself and wherever this journey takes me, it's endless and it's going to keep taking me. And i'm going to just keep doing it so so that's how the the channelling started in the idea of not jumping in and waking up as a spiritual world. It started when I started realizing the person inside of me was ready to be that person, and I had a choice i could have kept I could have kept being the idea of the other person, but I was really starting to hate myself. You know, and then you always think about suicide when you do that. And it's like, really? You know, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't be honest. I can't do this. You have these things. And then you got all these doctors and, and of course, parents and people and social norms telling you wrong, you know, and they base it on some Bible idea verse, and that's that's relative for two thousand years. What about all the people ten thousand years ago? What are they all in purgatory because they never got a JC and the boys in their picture? Bullshit. I I, I couldn't buy it anymore, so I stopped. I stopped mm-hmm. believing in the fear, and I start believing in myself. And then I got a knowing, and when that knowing came into a realization, it was absolutely unchallengeable. There's no justification for my isness any longer. There's no justification for my for my action. There's no defending it. There's no there's no creed of promise to be. I am, and you you follow that, and you realize that uh, that you let that person out, and whatever that person is, it doesn't match anyone else's singularity. It, it's not comparable. It's not measurable. It it is creation in and of itself, which is uh, untainted, untethered. Raw, you know, unbounded, un, un, un We are. If we're yep. really creators, then we can't. We can't create under guidance. We, we are, you know, and we're not less or more. We are the equal of 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 of, of our own individual singular truth that that says go because you're, every time you guys express and whatever way of what you do, I become more. Because your expression is a point of view of truth. It can't be false because existence is true. All existence is true. All of non-existence is false. So the false that we create is a measurement against an idea of a norm. Murder is bad according to the norm. Murder is unconditional according to the the idea of creation. Choose. It's up to you. So you you get these ideas of of relative points of view within you, and you start to see that truths are true in the eye of the beholder, that wonderful little passage that eeked through the ideas of the editors of of Constantine's uh, uh, you know, uh, writers that edited the Bible and stuff. Truth mm-hmm. is in the eye of the beholder. The kingdom of heaven lies within. It's not externalized. It's my, it's me, I am the I am that they speak of. So, okay. So I start to do that and I start to bring out this self that says, that says follow this truth. It's not the truth of that conformity, it's not the truth of them. And they, they, Roxanne, are their own truth. And you love them for their unconditional. Because without it, I don't get to see the possibility of creation. Why do I have to keep everything on the positive side of things? What's wrong with the negative side? Negative is not negative until the eye of the beholder perceives it as negative. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So this journey is tearing me apart. It's ripping up everything that I believed in. Everything that hurt. Everything that kept me in pain. Everything that kept me in prison. To find what? Me me that doesn't need anything that is. It doesn't need validation. It doesn't need a a, a, a resume. Me that says I am because I've been chosen to exist. Law one, I'm on the existence side of things. Everyone receiving these words right now is as well. Everyone in non-existence is not non-existence and they're not anyone. They're no thing. They're not having an experience. We are chosen to exist. And you know what? Just real quick. You don't need to be grateful for being chosen to exist because you chose yourself. If you look at the law of all are one and one are all, it's God choosing God in an idea of a singular point of view. That's all the difference is, is, is our point of view. That's what gives us the all are one, one are all. So God created God and we're all gods. We're all creators. We're all individual singularities. And if, that, if that's not priceless, I don't know what is. Because I get to be forever, and so is everyone else. And whatever you do, mm-hmm. you perform the truth of things. And if I have a conditioned experience about it, that's my bullshit, my belief system, not theirs. I hold no one in contempt mm-hmm. for finding their way in the most exceptional master class of ascending a species that does not know it is connectivity. <laughs> and, and we chose it, all of us, humans. <laughs> we are the masters. That is true. Go ahead. Th-
2: this is precisely why I asked you that question, because you have a prime example to share through your experience um, that your channeling journey, your realities you're preferring to experience now are a direct reflection of the f- inner freedom, inner oh, yeah. acceptance and allowance that you cultivated. And that. Your story there is so powerful to be that example um, for others who think that they're imprisoned by their you know
0: external right.
2: reality that they, they've forgotten that they are in fact sure. creating it, and um, I'm I'm really excited that you brought it that direction, especially because some of the questions that we would eventually like to ask other entities um, are kind of along those lines along right?
0: that line sure.
2: And boots on the ground, you know, kind of approach to help people um, realize their power and awaken to this. Um, Chris has a question for you real quick.
1: Well, and before I ask the question, I do want to add, um, you know, I'm really, I think what really drew Sarah and I to your work is your openness to express and your openness to express with no apologies and to challenge and challenge everything. Mm. And that is so admirable. And that's something that Sarah and I are constantly questioning and questioning and questioning every single day. And so that is magnificent in so many ways. And so one, I want to thank you for going all through all of that. The The possibilities. possibilities. It's It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And secondly, um, I guess leading into my question, who predominantly comes through your channelings and how do they determine who would
0: like to speak at what time? Well, I don't think it's a determination. At, at, at some particular point when I started to channel, I thought there was kind of a process. And there was because that was my point of view. That was my truth. But after I ascended those truths and realized it's just the truth in the moment that can't be any better or any worse by choosing, let it, being in total acceptance of the vibration that matches is how it's done now for me. I mean, at the beginning I had Osipheus and Osipheus is this wonderful being and, uh, you know, a point of view, um, you know, a singularity. And he came through and would kind of guide me and give me, uh, you know, the the discernment between different vibrational spaces. Uh, entities or spirits call it what you will would come in and says okay this is a this is a species that is not in the idea of the vibratory third density and it's a fourth density being and it's called this and and here's how they feel and he gives me a connection because you know i'm taking baby steps here and plus i have in an immense amount of doubt and fear in my mind that's echoing in the background is the goic structure that's still present but still trusting and validating the idea of my journey and 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 he would help me you know guide me through it in the idea of my personal experience and the one thing that i learned real quick chris is is it's not about a purpose i'm not here to do it for you guys i'm here to represent the experience of what is potentialized in you as your own choice it's not about the outcome that i'm doing it's about me discovering myself through my truths and whatever truth that is is the moment idea of allowance as well as chosen so when I express my truth without any idea of, 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 of tainting it with the ideas of fear or bringing a slant in it and taking the colors brighter to, to dimmers because I'm afraid for external acceptance, when I stay true to myself, then, then I get the experience of discovery. And that is potential. My idea behind light bearers, light workers, is not with someone that flashes a light in someone's eyes and screams, wake up. Those are preachers. Mm-hmm. We've had, we've had enough preachers. What we need are lighthouses. So I sit steady on the on the shore and I shine my light. And those who see the light shepherd their way in, and get their own light. We enlighten others. We enlighten our own paths through encouragement, through the ideal of representation. Not the idea of, of of a leader to follower. We don't need any more leaders. We don't need any more followers. Each individual singularity in the age of in the age of Aquarius is is their own idea, their own I am. You know, we had the the age of Pisces uh, as above as below, the Christ conscience idea to to give god our external internal ideas representation of a creator within us instead of you know in the age of uh, abraham and god was apart from you and you couldn't get to god and now god's in you through the acceptance of jesus the lord idea and it, uh, guys this is just an idea it's a it's something for people to do it's not a valid truth until you validate it so i understand the symbolism of it the christ conscious so you can move into the Isness, and now we're in the idea of of we are. So so we represent. I represent me as my fullest. And the only thing that does is not get people to follow me, mimic me, or or copy me, but to find the courage inside of them, despite the fears. And and you're going to be scared. You're going to be scared shitless because you're going to find everything about you that's no longer you. To let go of that means you're naked, vulnerable with no purpose meaning or outlook you just are a simple i am with no decree of building up and falling in love with the with the existence of you and and that is what i offer by representing me and it's real easy being me it's just extremely effortless to fall in love with yourself but it's painful to choose because you have the rhetorics of of, of value who's valuable my mom my dad my brother people around me you know even the spiritual world and i'm i'm not conforming to the idea of 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 do, doing rituals and not getting criticized i can't do that i gotta be me and represent hey everyone your singularity built on the idea of an individual singularity created equal as that go rock your world without regret without without hesitation And be the creator that you are. That's the idea. And of course, you know, when we all pass the plane and whether we choose to push up daisies or ascend, it doesn't really matter. You all go back to I am. Everyone goes home. And that's been, and that, there's nothing more exceptional than that. So relax. We are forever. Does that make sense? Uh, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely.
2: That makes perfect sense. And it reminded me a lot of a central message in Paul Selig's book, The Book of Freedom, a channeled yeah. text, where they, they mention what you said really stuck out, that we don't need more leaders or followers, we just need representation of truth, of inner truth and authenticity. And it's a, it's a message that has truly moved me as well um, in my growth and peeling back my own layers and looking at what is still untruth in my being and how, you know, and it's such a beautiful journey of just pulling back and exploring. And it, it, like you said, it can be painful, but it can be exciting at the same time. You can it love. It is exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, love the discomfort. In fact, we Put <laughs> ourselves into discomfort.
1: <laughs> right when we get to that point of feeling too comfortable, all right, it's time to We're go like, again. How can we <laughs>
2: screw this shit up? You know,
0: let's um, rip it up and find out what else is underneath that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like how fun! We're here to explore that, and um, yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks for bringing that there. Um, sure. If, if, if you feel comfortable at this time to allow any entities… I,
0: to- I never not feel comfortable with channeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Well, on the idea of channeling that you kind of hinted at, Chris, earlier, it's not really determined, but you can make requests. Mm-hmm. Okay, You know, there's an intuition about you, and the moment is alive. The no, The moment is not set in time. We create time in the now by validating time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we create time. Time is, oh, okay, here's what time it is. But truly, it's just now. It's like the second law. Everything is here and now. So when we're now um it's the moment you grasp the moment you seize your idea intuition you speak your mind and and we we'll bring an entity in and there's like oh well, I, you know that i just this just popped into my head out of the blue is what we always say <laughs> out of the blue yeah okay um and, and you know and so if you have an idea that comes along don't hesitate
2: mm-hmm. okay sounds, sounds great wonderful
0: do you have you have questions for the entities too right they're telling me right me
2: Good. yeah we have we have a loose blueprint, but um we'll a loose probably,
0: blueprint perfect
2: probably intuitively ask as it flows um for more clarification, we may or sure. may not ask all the questions as well, so um I know that whoever comes through at this point in time is as exact as exactly as it needs to be to respond to the questions that perhaps we do have. Of course. so perhaps I could ask you the first question. And see who feels like... Go ahead. So, to whichever being or entity chooses to communicate with us now, Mm -hmm. why is it important to you or relevant, per se, to communicate with the human collective at this point in our existence and evolution?
0: Mm -hmm. Greetings to you. Now listen now, child. It is not our purpose to connect with you. It is our passion. I'm not here to give you something of measure, of something of gain, of something of worth, so you can have an experience. What it is in and of itself. If you remember your Marcus Aurelius, my friend, keep things simple. What does that mean, child? It means the simplicity of connectivity is all you need, and that experience then is truth in the eye of the beholder, in the eye of the beholder, then translates and has a little tiny experience of the now, and life marches on forever. So What are we saying? Uh, We're not here to talk to you. We're here to commune with you. In the ideology of an untainted moment with no preference of direction, then we get the rawness of the reality and we go beyond the idea of expectations and hope and the idea of outcome, which is only a dumbed-down version of yourself based on the idea of predicated past that references in the moment of your memory created. And in that memory created in the moment, that would be the scope of reality of your experience. But if you release that master, then you can go beyond yourself and understand that we're not here for you we're here is because roxanne is open and therefore she gets an unmeasured amount of connectivity that matches the frequency and therefore we're having experience so i'm here uh for me so you have questions mm-hmm.
2: What you use the word passion, it is your passion to commune at this moment. But
0: remember now, passion is an idea that's a human term so you can understand your choices. We are passion built in, we don't have relative thought about an action to take an action of decree of, let's say, effort or non effort. We are not even aware of ourselves as an idea of an object. Remember humans now, master. You understand yourself as not a god, not a creator. You have objectified your universe. I am here, that there is not me, not me, not me. I have labeled that the sun. I have labeled that the tree. I have labeled that the dolphin. I have labeled that plastic. I have labeled that a murderer. I have labeled that mom. I have labeled that a country, a flag, a person other than me. I am not. So you have been objectified. So in that ideology objects need to be defined so therefore they're separated so you create the separation idea and you forget the idea of connectivity that these are truly subjective extensions of yourself so whatever's in your reality is truly what is a vibrational match of attraction for you to have an experience and so now you look at those things as an untainted eye and you get the vibrational un let's say uh, unfiltered version of vibration remember your idea of tesla and uh uh, yeah, what's his name? Albert? Yeah, that's Mr. Einstein. That uh, if you want to understand the universe, then you must start thinking in frequencies and vibration. So, when you understand vibration that comes in in complete allowance and nakedness, not in objectivity, then you're going to have a different experience with reality that's going to be from a subjective point of view, giving you an experience beyond the measured idea of humanity. So, when you understand yourself as a whole being instead of an objectified idea, then you're going to start to see reality interpret reality. Remember you're Seth, Seth 101. You're going to have a different relationship with reality and therefore you're going to have a different experience, although the scenario is the same. You're still on earth, you're still a human, there's still a tree, but you commune with the tree in a different way. Not as the hippie tree huggers that were trying to ideal domain purpose and all of a sudden get everyone to love each other through an idea of a process, which is the same degree of lack because it has purpose and it has an outcome. So you have means that you're not enough and you have to start uh, hugging trees or or saving the way whales or, or uh, uh, going on pink walks for breast cancer. Those are all human ideas, but they're all the ideas of betterment of the human, which is an object. So the object stays the object instead of subjective and start seeing the reality in a different point of view. Um, pardon us for babbling, but uh, that is very relative. Go back to your question. Go ahead, child.
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's, well, it's relevant too, because seeing the human as separate, the experience as something separate from human.
0: Yes. Although
2: -hmm. it's not. No, no, it's a
0: point of view. Right. Right. Very good, Master. Very good.
2: You know, what you mentioned is so important for us to remember.
0: And Mm -hmm. so
2: it was very relevant to the question um, Hmm. in the sense that Maybe and maybe the way I'm interpreting this might be slightly off or
0: No, it can't be off with you. My God, you are a creator. You are never off. Only your ego perceives it as off. So now recognize the ego, transcend it by accepting it, and say, wow, I'm off because my ego says I've I've recognized a portion of me that's no longer me. Thank you, ego. I love you for being noticeable. Now I can transcend it by accepting it, and now I am not off. Go on, master, speak your master truths.
2: Would it be accurate then to say that your choice to commune with the human collective at this point in time is because you enjoy having that experience? It's because
0: I am a vibrational match with no intention, Mm
2: -hmm. which is
0: almost insane to the human, because then nothing gets done, does it?
2: Because then enjoyment or lack of enjoyment, there is no
0: Very good. It just is. It just is.
2: You're here with us right now because we just are.
0: Why? I mean, what's wrong with me? Nothing. What's wrong with you? Oh, (laughs) nothing. What are you? To me, absolutely priceless. Mm -hmm. I am interacting with a vibration of not experiencing ever Mm -hmm. in my idea. I'm sequentroutaneously, always unknown into known into the unknown in the moment. I am always more. Without knowing, I'm always more because I don't need to know what I've known. That's memory because the now is always given me me in the idea of vibrational attraction. And now this experience is priceless as it is in the, in the idea of continuation. I am not aware, again, of purpose, of meaning, of intention. I am and I am now and that's all I ever need because how can you get any better than all that is forever? Mm. through measurement, of course what is measurement? Human democracy of importance, it is important to have a job, it is important to be successful it is important to have an education, it is important to be healthy so okay, so the entire decree of humanity shuns the idea of negativity, all the idea of the plastics is, I think your, your, your most current of, of fashion because the sea turtles uh, sneezed up a, a straw and all of a sudden these turtles are dying they're not dying, they're not dying they're living And when they die in the physical form, they live, and they keep living, and the plastic is alive, and it keeps living. It transcends nothing ever, ever. And all of creation goes to non-existence because we are all in existence. If one ounce, one ounce, one sliver of non-existence disappears into, or rather existence disappears into non-existence, we all go. And we don't even know we're gone. Holy crap. (laughs) man (laughs) so now let's look at the idea of importance in measurement that's how the human conducts its affairs of course why because it doesn't know its connectivity all right everyone let's all imagine for a second if you will Mm -hmm. ah yes of course stand by Mm. well sometimes that uh entity just babbles on and on Mm. now okay uh I would like you all to imagine, if you will, just for a moment, in the idea of I'm a creator, la, 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 for imagine now. Remember, this is a permission slip. It's not real. So you all can play in the reindeer games with me. Thank you. Imagine that you're connected. And that connectivity is forever and ever and ever. And one fell swoop, poof, nothing. You have no vacuum no resistance, no inertia. There is nothing to give you relative awareness. You are empty. You are at the verge of non-existence existence. And then you covet. You covet vibration, moms, dads, cultures. And then you realize yourself. Can you imagine what it was like when a human never realized connection for that one scary moment? And the entire collective tries to make those things objectified as truths, as personalities built upon the constructs of others' blueprints. Your castles are built upon time. So in those ideologies, my masters, you see the externalized ideas are the truths of importance that give you need, want, desire, purpose, purpose outcome measurements and then you measure against your brethren against people you compare you you give advice you lead to the positive you avoid the negative you escape from yourselves in the quantum ideas of current nows forever until you realize i am and you return home Hmm. so in the idea of humanity my master class Realize that the connectivity is always present, but the awareness of that has been skewed by the belief systems that you are not. An idea of a creator that you are playing some victim to some asswipe that ate an apple and therefore you have to live under the decree of less than a jealous God, an angry God that says you, my own children, have to love me and worship me so your worth is returned. And we have coveted that belief <laughs> for time beyond measure. And now the great awakening is happening and realizing that you are enough as is, masters. So this idea of separation, this idea self that is personalized by the construct of mommy and daddies and teachers and, and others, it is not that idea of negative that you have coveted. It is what you were, but is not what you are. And what you are is the journey to remember and connect to again and realize that person of emptiness is now fulfilled from the kingdom within. Mm. This is all we have to say. I have another idea coming in standby. You know, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. Oh, and when it opens up like this and just goes somewhere. Do you know what a fairy is? A fairy? Yeah.
2: Depends on
0: the... Oh, good, good. I got someone with an actual mind. Instead of running to the references of a little idea, pixie lover or a sprite lover, a fairy is something completely not what you believe it is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we missed you. (laughs) So, what are we? What are fairies? Are fairies figments of your imagination just like your childhood friend? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, No, we're real. Everything is real. Everything is a frequency, a way of tuned. And the only reason why you don't see, feel, touch, smell, and experience fairies, aliens, extraterrestrials, which, by the way, is the DNA difference between aliens and extraterrestrials, for you guys taking notes. The idea of fairies are right in the presence. We are indigenous to the planet. You guys are the aliens, truly. <laughs> yeah you guys didn't come out of a pool of green goo <laughs> you want to believe that though because that's the fad but anyways uh fairies so green why did we come in why because we want you to stop labeling us as uh of good a tinkerbells we're not tinkerbells that's a pixie pixies have dust that's why you guys have pixie dust fairies don't have dust we're not dusty at all. We are very mischievous, clean, green, tall, short, fat, skinny, and stuff like that. And we live right there with you all the time. We're only a vibration away. It is like a half step of frequency. And it's realized when you start, hmm, oh, I don't know, accepting yourself, I guess. But you can't try to get to us how can we possibly be known? Did someone make us up? Is it just a figment of the imagination? Is it folklore? So maybe I'm just here to tell you one thing and one thing over. Every single thing you've ever thought of is a reality. I'll say it again. Every single thing you thought of is a reality because there's no false and true. So Star Wars exists, yes. Uh-huh. Fallout Four, one of Roxy's game, is a relative reality of truth. You think it's all a game? No, we are creators of games, masters. Hmm.
2: And how much power or, does individual reality have over the collective experience, or is doesn't the collective have experience power
0: over nothing? Has power over. Each individual is creating its own 360-degree bubble every day. Mm-hmm. This is uh, no longer um, the idea of the fairy, Buford. Greetings to you. You can call me Ichabod. How are you?
2: Doing well. Hello.
0: <laughs> Hello. So no one has power over another, you want to have power because a role of human is to play victim. You are victim to restless leg syndrome. You are victim to the idea of another telling you you are sick and you have to be sick so you can have an experience. It's not right or wrong, it is. when you start to see each individual singularity chooses their own reality, and by accepting those idea vibrations becomes the experience of truth, and therefore it marches on. When you are the idea of other realities, it is a vibrational barrier to keep you from experiencing those realities and the here and the now. Everything is here and now. It's law too. Uh, Quick review class. Would you do this for us? Thank you so much. Number one, you exist. Can't help it. You've been chosen. Get over it. You're forever. Number two, everything is here and now. Nothing is there and then. There and then is created relative space-time continuum with the occurrence of time as a measurement of measurement point, thank you Roxanne, of start and finish or beginning and end. And in that, you can have there and then with the space-time location. You guys are in a space-time. Look around. Don't you have space between here and there? So yes, so you can create the relative of there and then through here. Now, number three. The idea of what you put out to get back. Now, this is a tricky one for the Abrahamsters out there. So you Abrahamsters think that the mirror is a cause and effect, as well as some of the Basharians. It's cause and effect. It's not. You attract a negative idea to you. There is no negative idea until you perceive it as negative. Truth lies in the eye of the beholder. It is the vibration of unconditional reality, and you perceive it what it is. So what is attracted is your truth, your vibrational frequency of worth. In the idea of humanity, you are born unworthy in the idea of collective polarity. It is unworthy to be a human, and you have to gain respect. You have to prove your wares. You have to go to school. You have to be smart, and the ones that don't, can't cut it are left in the idea of blue-collar workers that you guys, are, or serfs, or tariffs, or slaves, or homeless, or kibbles and bits, and, and you're not on the good side of things, or the positive, or successful, or the envious side. It doesn't matter. It's just a game of polarity, and it's all perfect. It's just a relative point of experience. So now let's look at the idea of that it is truth that is in your now there's nothing you can ever do reality has never falsified you you've always been in the truth of yourself and the equim of the match of the now so just starting accepting it and start seeing the beyond this tainted eyes of human uh, let's say belief systems and then you can see the beauty of reality without conditioning which is absolutely perfect without your effort to make perfect and then number four is the one or all and the all are one and number five is change is the only constant except for the first four laws so, hi. What do you got? Mm,
2: I'm so grateful for that bit.
0: Don't be grateful to your awesomeness. <laughs> you attracted this. You are too beautiful and too awesome to be gratuitous to another. It's a human habit, nothing wrong with it. But just remember, it doesn't have to be. You can just say thank you when you are. But if it is a trigger, if it is an idea of a reaction, be aware of it.
1: Mm.
0: Because I cannot ever. Ever repay you for what you are Mm. the more of me by being damn priceless go ahead how do
2: we release these attachments to
0: awareness 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 Mm -hmm. have you ever been angry oh yeah so when you're angry then you're angry at something objectified That causes an emotional reaction. So let's look at a situation. In the idea, the regards of one man's treasure is one man's trash is another man's treasure. Thank you, Roxanne. So, I view a scenario and you are next to me viewing a scenario. Me and you have different emotional statuses Mm -hmm. about that because we have different set of belief systems somewhere on the measurement scale of fear and joy. So in that idea prelude, then we look at the idea of the reality and we realize, oh, this situation puts my emotion right off of mediocrity. Not too bad, but pretty crappy. So you feel a little discouraged and you have that experience and that's all it is. Doesn't mean anything. One moment never ties into the next. There is no timeline. It just is the perfect of the now. Okay. Good. So in that idea, you are realizing that you are having a reaction to the unconditional reality which is a conditioning that you are aware of now. So how do you transcend it, master? Well, let me tell you. And it is what humans do not like. It is total acceptance of it. Mm. Roxanne is the one who is measuring people. When she is mad, it is her belief that gives her the madness. It is not her mom that angered her so much in the idea of always judging Roxanne and never gaining the idea of the parents' love. No matter what Roxanne, Roy at the time, did to gain the love of the parents, she was never enough, ever, because they lived on never enough. She finally saw that their way to connect to reality is never having it good enough. They can never have a good life because they're in pursuit of a good life. And if they had a good life, they would get what they want, and they can't deserve that worthiness level of want to be the idea of that. So they stay in the idea of the huge cycle of always wanting to have the perfect life. But whenever the life comes in the opportunity of perfection, they can't have it because it means they lose their personality, and they can never lose themselves. Are you following? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that idea, Roxanne realized that she was angry at the mother targeted as a cause and effect, but it wasn't. It was her belief system that gave her the emotional reaction of that, which hurt, extremely painful, to the point of breaking several dishes, smashing several things, screaming at the top of her lungs, putting her hands through fucking windows before because she hates. Did she hated so she had to accept her hate, her human beautiful way to experience and no other idea to mention Master Hate except human has hate. How exceptional is that? So she got hate and accepted hate and embraced hate and now she can never hate because she is Mm -hmm. not hate. She is unconditional state of awareness, state of being called love. So there was no more hate, because what did she do? She became it. She accepted it as her. It was not her mom, her dad, her teacher, her friends, her job, the weather. It was not them. It was not objects. It was her, the extensions of herself, the way she related. Seth, one, one again. Thank you, Master. What you relate to reality is your truth and that truth was a belief system that she had no idea that did not need to be a truth because you forgot. Everyone forgets. You don't know. You start with a blank slate. You're a wet sponge soaking up the idea of belief systems, creating a personality of separation and then awakening to that personality and deconstructing it through pure acceptance of the belief as your creation, nobody else's. Nobody else's, nobody else's mind, my truth, my truth, it transcends that. I know all of you have had a point where you've given up on an idea, and as soon as you give up, you have such a release about it. It's like the world is lifted off your shoulders because you're no longer concerned about that ideology having a resolve through the politicals of the human mind. What it is, is your truth. And when you accept it, you transcend it. Go ahead. So, ah, yes. There's,
1: there seems to be a central theme throughout this entire conversation, and that is a dance between surrender, letting go, and acceptance. Yes. And and surrender is the process.
0: Acceptance. Again, real quick Surre- surrender is the process. When you see something about you, give into it. Let it go. Surrender doesn't mean you're becoming less. It literally means you're becoming more. Because you're accepting what you're denying about yourself into your heart. And that idea, in in the acceptance of it, as you transcend it. Remember, you're an unconditional creator. Your personality is conditioning. When you accept the conditions into the unconditional portion of you, the only thing you're going to do is fall in love with yourself and transcend that conditioned self into an unconditional persona about you. You become more of your natural self. Do you follow, Master? You got Mm -hmm. that. Yes. Okay, continue. Go ahead.
1: And so once we begin to let go of that, we then are in whatever it is in that moment, we are accepting it and therefore becoming that wholeness that we always were.
0: Yes. And are. Yes. Because if you are whole, what in existence needs to be abolished? What in existence, Master, needs to be aborted? crime, hate, rape, punishment, no, it's what we are, it's what we can do, we can discover the possibilities of creation, that's why only, only masters come to humanity, because no one else can handle it, because it is a hostile, it is a brutal, it is an absolute exquisite experience of torturous pain, to know the hate of ourselves, That is truly created from the unconditional world of creation. Hmm. So, when you return it to yourself, as Seth said, all belief systems return to love. If you allow them, transcend them by accepting them, and then realizing those frequencies are the extension of you as unconditional creator. And then you, Master, see those things in a relationship of unconditional. So, when someone sees horrendous, you see creation Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with no reflection, no echo, not one dance of humanity wears within that palette of your beauty to ever accept that as a conditioned reality, no matter what it looks like in the frequency of human domain, you are awoken master. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: For those who really struggle at this point in time to remember the point of creation, these things that seemingly cause them pain, perceivably cause them pain, although we know now and have established that it's strictly internal, um, can seem oppressive and violent. And, you know, for those who are in the throes of this pain right now, at this point in their lives, who have a hard time wanting to accept the fact that perhaps we are everything, as everything is us, what would you say to them as mm, words of support or encouragement to reawaken to their God self and remember that wholeness that's within them?
0: Well, in the idea of Roxanne's teachings, she has a theme and the theme is I'm enough. I'm enough as is. And then when you live life as passionate truth, the first part is I'm enough. I don't need anything else. I don't need an education unless I passion education. I don't need tomorrow's uh, bill money today because in the now, I am enough. In the now, I am enough. And in each now, when the possibility of passion is presented, which is always now, I will choose it. I will be true to myself. No matter what the scenario says, no matter what the people in the externalized world are conforming me to in their demands, I'm enough as is, and I shall discover myself through the truth and passions of my choices. So kind of like these ideas. Does this make sense? To be enough and choose your worth in the moment without hesitation can only lead to the discovery of the selves that are no longer passionate you but are now personalities of old selves that served as an experience for you to know yourself as a creator unconditioned. And those selves are no longer valid. They're no longer comfortable. They're no longer needed. You don't need selves, masks, time, relative relationships, of I used to coulds, to gain your worth through the ideologies of dependencies. People around you, depending on you, to be a certain way, and you can't be the conformist anymore. And then you relying on them and trusting them to perform as monkeys for you because you don't know how to love yourself. Erase that. You're enough. Mm-hmm. And when you are enough in the now, the only thing you're going to do is discover how beautiful you are without relative ideas of accomplishment, outcome, mm-hmm. measurement, anything because you are enough as is. Remember that. How about that?
1: hmm
2: Mm -hmm. Makes sense? And what's possible when we do remember? How might our lives change?
0: Your lives are going to change in worth. Let me give you that. They're not going to change in the idea of a suitcase full of money or manifesting big houses and cars, because those are decrees of objects that give you worth. The worth Mm -hmm. is self-realization. You return your worthiness by choosing your reality, and you frequency change the relationship with reality. Therefore, you attract realities that are differentiations. You're still going to be on earth for a while until that relative reality is no longer your match, and then you'll leave earth in whatever way you do. Mm -hmm. But in that idea of your here and now, be here and now, accept yourself here and now, And understand that here and now that you are is enough. And that's going to change the relationship, A, with reality. You're going to start to see people in different light. And those people and the versions of the people are also going to change. And then you're going to notice the little changes of earth. Restaurants in a different place. uh, The time or the color of the roads or the bus schedules or change of the color of your car. used to be blue, but now it's red. I remember I thought it was blue. Weird stuff like that is going to start to change because you attract a new relative reality, but you also are in the space-time continues, so you have a memory that matches in the same moment. Some things don't exactly match. Sometimes you guys call it the Mandela effect. There's some of that out there, but the, and that's a kind of a hint towards it, but what it is is your change doesn't come in measurable ideas. They come in worthiness in knowing you are more than without the decree of effort of down the road of enough now realized the only thing you're going to do is grow brighter by being you effortless gods. Truly. Hmm. Makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes very much sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. You're welcome.
2: It's so simple, although it sounds so complex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I really have to add here how we went through all of this to come back down to one simple truth and distilled into I am enough. Oh yeah. And I am God. And I'm Yes.
0: The Creator is built in. If it's accepted, then it's realized. And it may go through a thousand doubts, it may go through a thousand belief systems of of rage and anger and then hope and then the idea of failures measured against successes. You're gonna take a journey of truth. Do not be afraid of you Because you would only know more of you. And then as that worthiness builds, without maintenance, because it's the natural you, a singular creator, an unmeasured, untainted, untethered God, present in the moment of I am, well then there's nothing else known that can ever diminish your light any longer. And then all of those things of human were experiences of that of just knowing yourself and then you're on to the next adventure. We have forever. Take your time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that reminder. (laughs) Yes. Anything else, Masters?
2: While my wheels are turning and spinning and absorbing, I feel that what has been said, has needed to have been said for us and our audience and those tuning in. Well,
0: let me give you this. It's not necessarily need. It is potential. You, I, Roxanne, Chris, the world got together for a moment of offering, and we gave, and now people do it. The the Sylvester idea, Roxanne channels an entity called Sylvester, Sly they call him, uh, he likens it to an idea of – He has an apple orchard. He goes out in the morning, picks his apples, goes up to his property fence line and hangs apples there. And at the end of the day, he goes, pulls back what's not as taken. He just offers. And it doesn't matter how many are taken or who takes them. He -hmm. just offers. So you, I, everyone, get together, we offer, and people take what they will. I don't care what they take. I don't care about you guys. How Mm -hmm. can I care about something that is forever imperfect? And full of unconditional. You are not less than. You don't need guidance. You don't need help. You I have no concerns for your well being. You are a reflection mm-hmm. of creation, my masters. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. So yeah. we've had enough, you're saying?
1: I think so. Unless Wonderful. you would like to add any more.
0: Oh no, no. You seem to be seem to be full. Yeah. There was always more to go, though. Remember that. And mm-hmm. this conversation doesn't end just because the broadcast ends. Masters, everyone out mm-hmm. there, listen. I am present in every one of you, just like anyone you wish to talk to. Mm-hmm. You can listen to your mind, you can listen to the intelligence of your mind. The connectivity through the idea of, maybe you can call it a permission slip, your heart. You can even call it a heart chakra if you want to use that device, sure. Mm -hmm. And then connect to the intelligence of all that is. And the vibration will speak a truth and just accept it. It doesn't need to be proven that you're talking to Nikola Tesla or you're talking to Mother Teresa or you're talking to uh, Mary Magdalene or you're talking to Copernicus or you're talking to uh, Mary Jo Smith, It doesn't need to be validated, it needs to be accepted. I mean who else are you gonna trust besides you? And let me let me give one thing out there to the collective before we depart. The burden of trust to place upon another is truly obtuse to yourself. Why would you ever trust another? Do you think they need to perform within the box of your limits? Because there is a measurement of trusting another because you've given your heart to them in the decree of love? Love is never conditioned. Love is unconditional. So if you have fallen in love, you do not need to place your trust upon them. You need to allow them to discover themselves. It is that of the idea of a Garden of Eden. If you were in an idea of this beautiful Garden of Eden, would there be rules? Why? Can not a child go run and play in this Garden of Eden that you provide? Because you don't need to trust them to perform. You trust yourself and allow them into your reality for the experience and unconditional evolution of you as you allow them to be the same. So do not burden another with the trust. Trust you and you alone because there's no one else except you and your singular point of view. And whatever is in your reality is your match, so fear nothing, masters. And it is the idea of polarized and embrace it, It is the idea of fear, you know, in the here and the now. If you're alive having that experience, then there is no fear. Fear lies in time. And just keep trusting the journey of choice and discover yourself through the journey of truth. And the outcome, if you want to measure something, is simply love. Oh, yes. Truly. I think this is all that we have. I shall return you to Miss Roxanne. Are you okay with that? We are okay with that. Yes, thank you for your time. Thank you. You're most welcome. We bid you a good evening. I had like three or four go through there. Hey guys, how are you? Hi. I would say
1: there might've been more than that. That I'm
0: losing count. They were like, I'm fine now. Now they're just Hey baby, how are you?
2: When, when you have that experience, Uh I know that you call yourself a conscious channel, meaning you're very much in the throes of it with everybody else. And, um, how does this information flow through you is it simply cognizant or
0: without effort mm-hmm. all i do is just go and i don't think i don't react i just allow it and i i match my frequency and then me and the speaker become this extensions of ourselves so if so if i'm like channel osiphius it's like uh, roxy and osiphius blending make sense mm-hmm. we become this unified mm-hmm. i have my experience about the vibration that's passing through me um and then i just I, I i get out of my way i guess is the best thing i i don't interrupt it i don't think about it i've, I've just i just let it go and whatever comes comes
1: were you ever at a point, uh, during this time of awakening to this, I guess, n- new way of living than before? Have, did you ever have struggle with that process of, of channeling and bringing these entities through? Or was it always effortless for you?
0: At, at the beginning I had doubts, you know, because what they were saying was not matching what I had learned in the idea. But then I had the, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, forgive the term balls (laughs) to, um, (laughs) to not worry about what the outcome was. Although the human side of one wanted to worry about it. But me, I was like, let it go. Let's see where it goes. And then it always showed a truth beyond the truth that I was. And then I realized, okay, that's right. We're, we're evolving here, but without truth, we can't climb. You know, Bashar said it like 30-something years ago. He wrote in a little idea. It was transcribed. The Daryl Anker Bashar, uh, you know, uh, it says, you're climbing rungs of the ladder. When you hold on to a truth that's in time and there's another truth above you, climb it. Let go of that rung so you can realize more of you. So I was – I had doubts at the beginning, but, it, you know, they weren't for very long, maybe like a month or so. But then after that, I was getting so much validation you know, within. And then it was like, boom. And then I just let it rip. And then, you know, here we are. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which entities came through this
0: session? Um, There was Ichabod, there was Buford. Uh, there was this, uh, I don't know, some professor looking dude, he didn't give a name really, And then the speaker at the very beginning, but I didn't get, sometimes I don't give names. They don't really, really, they're just vibrations. Mm -hmm. But I get pictures of them sometimes. Sometimes I know it's an incarnation or it's just a vibratory state. And like the professor idea was like, you know, it was a human professor that was on Earth at one time. But remember, the human side of them is gone. That's transcendent. That's just an echo of them. They're really the creator mm-hmm. behind them. But they represent that frequency on the human mat. So I get pictures of them, you know, in a, in a, a 1920s uh, classroom scenario at some Ivy League talking to an audience of, 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 of students that rises up above them with a chalkboard and a, in a gray slate table or something. You know, I get that whole picture, mm-hmm. and that's him. Speaking. It's pretty cool. And there no, was that's a, really cool. Yeah.
2: There was a fairy consciousness that came Buford, through as well. Buford, Buford. that was Buford?
0: Yeah, yes. yeah. Buford. is an absolute adorable, <laughs> reckless nutbag. He is so rational. <laughs> I love him. He absolutely rips it up. He just, he just <laughs> loves it. He was the one that told us about the uh, plastic-eating bacteria. He goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, relax, guys. You guys created a plastic-eating bacteria on your planet. Um, do you think that guy is going to just let you guys destroy it? Gaia can't be destroyed. Gaia has experienced the transcendence of itself through co-creation. And if we view um, glitter and stuff – and look, guys, I'm not saying – I mean, I recycle because that's my truth. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying – Uh, don't, don't just go out and litter either, you know, because, oh, okay. Don't be an ego about it. Be a truth about it, whatever your truth is and transcend it. So I can't get worried about what we're doing to the planet because Gaia is a creator, not a victim. So Mm -hmm. I represent the truth about that, but I can't get upset about it at the idea that I got to go out and and start a a ban on, on plastics and start another protest because then I'm taking creation and I'm slanting in an objective point of view that says negativity and therefore I'm on a bandwagon of positivity and the only thing I'm doing is reinforcing the human polarity realm and I'm not here to do that. I'm here to transcend it so I'm in complete acceptance of what's going on. And Buford pointed that out and he says, humans make, uh, you know, make messes and we clean them up. We don't care. We're not there to clean up as the, as the cleanup crew, but it is part of the interaction to dynamic that. So we go through and, you know, we co-created, uh, plastic eating bacteria. Mm -hmm. Mm Ta-da.
2: Man. And that can be tough though, if we're being honest to find that, you know, the healthy i wouldn't even call it a healthy dose but just to find that balance of acceptance and still action through personal truth yeah. and unattachment
1: to
0: And and, and remember real quick if it's not necessarily a balance, if you don't look at it as a balance, because then you're not structured to the idea of what is balance. And, of course, your balance is your own personal taste, your own personal balance. If you don't use balance and you use the now, you discover the truth and you be that truth. And when that truth is done, you let go of it. Does that make sense? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. here yeah. Let, let, let's look at like real quick let's look at sarah makes a choice sarah makes a choice and, and sarah creates a new self after that choice so self a said okay i'm gonna do this and then self b realized shit i shouldn't have done that so now you regret <laughs> self a and then you have to learn lessons and then you become the human of measurement but how about this self a makes a choice self b sees the truth of self a as no longer the truth of self b is that not evolution that's, that's evolving. Mm-hmm. So, oh, thank you for knowing, making that choice, Sarah A. Without that, I'm not realized as me. Perfect. Now I'm this. And I continue the journey of truth without fear. Because if I dumb myself down to the, to the preludes of humanity standards, I'm going to be a human the whole time. I'm not a human. I'm creating a human dynamic. You know, I'm creating from a standpoint of a creator. And if I am the creator to remember myself through the idea of separation, what greater gift is that? And I have to do it my way because I can't do it anyone else's way. Look around, guys. Everyone else's way doesn't work. Mm. All the things that we've told works don't work. They work for one, but not all. That's how we have to be. We have to be all. We are all by each one being our truth. So if you look at the ultimate truth, I think it was in the conversations of, of God during Neil Donald Walsh's idea book, the, the ultimate truth is the eye of the beholder, or the ultimate truth is that you are your ultimate truth. Each person is their truth. It's not the way, it's your way. And you got to be okay with you. And then, you know, you make a couple of decisions, a couple of choices, and people go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Regret? How do you regret something of your own truth of discovery? embrace it embrace your evolution embrace your journey that's why i named my my business odyssey of ascension the epic voyage of 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 ascending take the journey and and don't be afraid of of you because you are so beautiful so bright and so so unmeasured you have no idea what you're worth until you take the journey (laughs) i'm getting so excited about doing this (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's the unfolding
0: it's the unfolding oh yes it's beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely I, I, and it's so awesome how awesome i am mm-hmm. i mean i really freaking love me and i keep falling in love more with me every day because i'm so awesome <laughs> without reason i just feel good i you know i don't try to be happy anymore why would i realize i'm happy without trying to be happy Mm-hmm. I just had to take away the ideas that said I'm sad, said I'm upset, said I'm angry, said I'm mediocrity, said I'm run-of-the-mill, said I'm successful, said I'm hopeful. Everything that said I was this, that image to portray, only only to, to, to transcend those, realizes my happiness is beyond polarity. And you know what it is? It's a natural state of awareness. Booyah.
1: <laughs> so it's so it's in the pursuit of trying that we actually are yes. suppressing who we oh, truly yes. are.
0: Because you're trying off a construct of someone else's belief system that would lead you down a road to success and once you gain that success you have to have the outside validation to achieve that success, to acceptance of them even if it's if it's your own self-worth accept of accomplishment it's gone in a second isn't it? Yep. And so I say, like, "Okay, now what?" And then you continue the idea of keeping the ego alive through the constructs of whatever whatever democracy you find important, and it could be success, it could be failure, it could be homelessness. it could be rich. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you stop trying and start being, you're going to see something you've never absolutely could not believe that's there right in front of you the whole time It's you." <laughs> <laughs>
2: And it's, all perfect. Oh, it's yeah. all perfect oh yeah oh
1: yeah oh yeah yeah I think that's our mantra it's we, all, we, it's all, it's we all, everything each, is perfect <laughs> we look
2: at each other every day and remind ourselves hey it's all perfect it <laughs> everything
1: even when it's a shit storm and you feel like yeah, absolute shit it perfect. is. Perfect. <laughs> it,
0: it, it is. It is. And you go through that, and you get really, really angry about things, and you get upset about it, and you're like, oh, and then you're going, God, why did I do this to myself? And you're mfing yourself, and you're going, your dick, and oh, you know, and you, and then you get it, and then and then you get it by accepting it, and then the pain's gone, and you transcend it, and then you just realize, you get to do this. You get to be on the existence side of things and you get to have this life. And this life is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Takes a while.
2: Well, thank you. Go ahead. Well, thank you so much, Roxanne, for sharing your story, sharing the channeling experience, sharing just you in your authentic form. We appreciate it. You're welcome. And- we see you.
1: Yeah, And where we want to make sure that people can continue to follow. Um, I know you have a presence on YouTube. You do have a website if you want to talk about uh-huh. that for a second.
0: Oh, it's Odyssey of Ascension, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y of Ascension, A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N. I know it's kind of weird. But Odyssey of Ascension, I have a YouTube channel and there's a website. And uh, that's it. And of course, I'm on Facebook, Roxanne Swinehart, friend me, you know, say hi. I was like, hey, okay. and, um, you know, reach out. If you ever want to connect and talk, shoot the shit, whatever, you know, I'm here. Love it. Love it. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Anything else? That's it. That is it. I that think is so. it.
2: We may be bringing you oh, on again yeah. in the future for some more um, rabbit holes.
0: <laughs> I love the rabbit
1: holes. As do we. Have a beautiful night.
2: And that's that. I hope you guys um, – received the information, and it might take some time to integrate. Let's uh, remember to give us space to integrate. It's important. Um, Sometimes we don't always understand the words that we hear, but we feel them resonate with our being. And that integration process requires time and space to be with ourselves in quiet and, of course, with others sharing this information.
1: And Lastly, guys, we encourage you to head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It definitely helps us a lot, it really helps us grow the show. And we really, again, appreciate all of your support through this. And of course, if you like any of our episodes, uh, you can tag us on social media. Tag us on Instagram at Soul and Wonder Love or on Facebook at Soul and Wonder. Until next time, we will talk to you soon.